We're here at the Neil Haley Show, and I'm here with my co-host and Caregiver Dave Nassani, the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I know you're excited about our guest. I got to chat with I her am. once when her book came out about her and her husband. It was a radio tour maybe five, four years ago, but never got the pleasure of seeing her in person. So introduce our guest. Oh, my well. God. How do you introduce Suzanne Summers? Everybody knows her from men to women to young boys. She was Chrissy Snow on Three's Company when they fired her unreasonably because she wasn't yeah. making as much as a man. <laughs> she went on to her new career after a tiny little bit of a depression. And she was a Vegas hit. I think Frank Sinatra was the number one man in Vegas. Guess who was number two? <laughs> Suzanne Summers. She's a gazillion books and she's here on the show with us today. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here and um, to talk to you again. And Neil, nice to talk to you. And um, I just want to say one thing, Frank Sinatra. Yes. He called me baby. <laughs> he used to wow. say, uh, I'd walk in the room and he'd go, hello, baby. And um, I'm sorry, Alan, it gave me a little chill up my spine <laughs> and i actually said it wrong i said frank sinatra was the number one entertainer you were number two no 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 he was the number one male entertainer yes. in las vegas you were the number one female entertainer in las vegas lucky me you know lucky out of every you. negative comes a, a positive after i was fired as you just uh, yeah. mentioned my contract was up you had to renegotiate but but laverne and shirley had just um, renegotiated their contract and they gave ABC a colonic and they decided that um, they had to put a stop to that so I was the next one <laughs> to come in actually my husband got a call the night before um, from a, a guy way high up in the uh, CFO office and he said you didn't hear this from me but they're gonna hang a nun in the marketplace and it's going to be Suzanne and that's what that's what they did but out of every negative comes a positive. I never would have written all these books. I've written 27 books. I, I would not have said to my husband, you know, I'd like to do a nightclub act in Las Vegas, to which he said, can you sing? I said, yes. <laughs> there I, <guess laughs> so. I went on and gosh, there is nothing more fun than being a Vegas headliner. Wow, wow. And because there was this curiosity, because Chrissy Snow from Three's Company was cut short for people. They wanted to see more of her. So they came and they came and they came in droves. And we sold out two shows a night every night for years and years. And it was just wonderful. So, you know, and thinking about that, Suzanne, I think that I remember hearing the story because you talked about your husband and you in the book that you, you kind of gave us a short part of that story is the fact that, you know, that you had that process to say, I'm going to even overcome this. It was a yeah. tough. It was a tough hit for you, but then imagine that what you've done, which I'm the most impressed with, is your entrepreneurship, the ability that you have taken not just that Vegas brand and the show brand to making the most gigantic brand. From your knowledge, your ability to be an entrepreneur, so from actress to entrepreneur, kind of tell that process of how you said, "I just want more." It just seems like that's who you are. You talked about the <laughs> pandemic; it's not hurt me. I have figured out a way to evolve and now I see it's more important for me to work on what I'm doing and building, you know, all these new products and continue to be out there all the time. So tell us about that. Yeah. 
Well, um, uh, I got cancer and that became this veiled gift. And I thought, what have I done in my diet and lifestyle to play host to this terrible disease? And then I realized a lot of stress. I had a lot of stress as a kid. Uh, I grew up, I've written several books about uh, being a child of a violent alcoholic. We used to, we had a closet to hide in at night. Imagine my brother and, and my brothers, my one brother died. Uh, my, my two brothers and my sister and I, my mother would say, get in the closet, get in the closet, get in the closet. And that meant he was really violent. We'd have to go in and my brother had rigged a lock on the inside. And that's what I accepted as normal growing up. That's so not normal. And I was never depressed as a child, but I had a lot of fear. I think fear manifests. And when you go like, how did I get cancer? I remember talking to a medium after I was diagnosed. Barry Manilow told me about this medium that he goes to. And I thought, all right. And he said, I didn't say anything to this medium. And he said, as a child, you couldn't handle it. So you entombed it. And that took the form of this tumor. But what it did for me was I changed my life. I changed the way I ate. I switched only to, because I didn't want chemotherapy, so I turned that down. Which you haven't lived until you are lying in bed one night and watching the Larry King show, who I, hats off to Larry King. So many of my bestsellers are because of him. But he's got this guy on, Andrew Weil. You probably interviewed him. And Andrew Weil and Larry uh, are discussing my cancer and the fact that I didn't take chemical poison. And Andrew Weil said, well, she's going to die. Imagine lying in bed going, no, we're not. So I wrote Andrew Weil and I said, you know, you got some nerve. You've never seen my, my medical records. And I said, for someone who wrote your thesis on the hallucinogenic properties of nutmeg, I think that you might be a little more open-minded yeah. about the fact that I'm going to eat organic food and I'm going to value sleep and I'm just, I'm going to change my life completely. So I did. And then when I beat it, I started writing books about health because I was very interested in health. Well, and then I started realizing, why is cancer such an epidemic? It's an epidemic. They don't want to say it, but it is. They don't have a cure. Nobody goes, I have cancer. I'll just have a few rounds of chemo and everything will be okay. We know that's not so. So I thought, where is it coming from? Well, you start connecting dots. Uh, we're under the greatest environmental assault in the history of humanity. And so the toxic buildup or toxic burden in each of our bodies needs to be detoxed out, uh, not chemically poisoned out. That doesn't solve anything. So I thought, where, where are the chemicals coming from? Well, it comes from the air we breathe, from the food we eat, and what we put on our skin. And if you look at your skin under a microscope, what we know is pores actually look like big holes under a microscope. And now I have the visual of putting uh, chemical creams, expensive chemical creams, you know, uh, these fancy brands that you get on the first floor of, of the fancy department stores, which are, by the way are all closing now. You put that <laughs> over, where's that gonna go in those big holes? Well, it's gonna drop in, right? It's gonna get into your bloodstream. Then where's it gonna go? Well, it's going to rampage in your bloodstream. It's first gotta go through and then go through the GI tract. And so the chemicals get in the stomach and then they eat through the barrier lining of your GI tract causing leaks. You've heard of leaky gut? Leaky That's gut. what leaky gut is. It's like the chemicals eating through the barrier tract, the barrier wall. The barrier wall is your immune system. 
I love talking about this. The immune system is the <laughs> length of a, of a tennis court. And if you can visualize the length of a tennis court and then wrap like a rope, like wrap mucus all the way around that. I know, ew. But that mucus <laughs> is our immune system. We make antiviral, antibacterial, bacterial, anti-cancer. We make interferon. And so if you got chemicals eating through that immune system, now you've lowered your immune system. You've got chemicals in your bloodstream. And what do chemicals like best? They like fatty organs and glands. The one they like the best is the brain. That's the fattiest of them all, 65% fat. So if they can bypass and get right up to your brain, they like it. So is it no wonder that our children now have ADD? Initials I didn't hear about when I was a kid. Uh -huh. ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dementia, Alzheimer's, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. And so that's, that like turned me on like, wow, if we could backpedal mm -hmm. and rethink this whole thing, what if what you put on your skin, I'm getting to the entrepreneurship now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose my train of thought. Um, what if what you put on your skin was good for you? What if, what if it was loaded with needed uh, nutrition and minerals and organic, you know, olive-based and things like that? And so that's how I got into the Suzanne Organic skincare business. I found a formulator who was as passionate as I was, and it's all made in the United States. We're really proud of that. And then it just evolved into, well, we're going to do skincare. Might as well do hair care. Huh. We do hair care. We might as well do makeup. We do makeup. <laughs> we might as well do household, you know, non-toxic uh, cleansers. So that's how I have over a thousand products now. And there are people who can't live without them because mine is so clean and so pure. So um, never looked, never look at negative in the face of not being a gift horse. Every negative, you, right. you can see on the other side that where's the opportunity in this? Where, how can I learn and grow yes. spiritually, health-wise, or, or uh, physically? So that's how it began. Um, but now the most fun, I started drinking tequila. <laughs> I, I had an alcoholic father, so I never drank hard liquor. Mm -hmm. But when our house burned down in Malibu, because if you live in Malibu, your house will burn down at some point. Yeah. And, um, and so you get, you know, I've had two houses there. You just get used to it. And uh, the second house we moved into was a leased house because I figured I'd be able to rebuild my house real fast with a sympathy vote from the city. Yeah, no, right. no. <laughs> and um, uh, I didn't know that this leased house, this beautiful house was loaded with black mold. I said to Alan, our house is like, a beautiful woman with syphilis. <laughs> you can have her, but you'll pay. <laughs> so that's the funny. house was loaded with stachy bones, <laughs> the worst kind of, of black mold. I got it in my GI tract. My husband got it in the base of his brain, the cerebellum, in the central nervous system. Oh and uh, the good news is I wrote a book about it called Toxic, and it was a bestseller. Yeah. Um, but that was when I really started understanding the full effect of toxicity mold being another toxin in fact the mold uh, organism is the same as a cancer organism so if you're living in a house with mold take it very seriously uh, there's no quick answer there's no drug answer but i interviewed the best and the brightest in this country and i think toxic um, is one of my best books 
along with a new way to age, says the entrepreneur. Mm. But um, this is what I do for a living. And had I not been fired from Three's Company, would any of this happen? Would I have no. been speaking in front of you at Harvard? No. So it all was as it was supposed to be. Wow. To be on a phone call uh, with an interview with your uh, husband about the entrepreneurship. There wouldn't have been the book. There wouldn't have been about his, what he went through and dealing with challenges. So all that would never have happened. That's for sure. Now, Dave, right. go ahead with the next question. I know you have a laundry list of questions. Time. And it's <laughs> so unbelievable. Suzanne's Suzanne. taking that much time for us. Um, her calendar is probably filled to the brim just like mine. Or more. So Alan, Alan is a big part of all of this. I mean, maybe this all wouldn't have happened without Alan, right? Uh, I remember at Harvard, you told the story about um, how he was, uh, you heard something up on the hill and he was going to be the big macho guy and save you. And he ran up the hill and he ran down the hill. He scared whoever it was away. And then he, he jumped, you know, this, this big Superman leap. Tell that story and t tell us how you met Alan. Well, my husband, for starters, has a conceal and carry permit because we live on a large piece of land. And it's our Second Amendment, right? And uh, we were, it, it was, uh, I think it was Easter Sunday, and we walked down to our organic vegetable garden, <laughs> this beautiful walk. And we're walking back, and I've got a basket full of cauliflower and broccoli, and I can't wait for the meal we're going to make. <laughs> and I see right up on the hill here, there's a guy. And um, he knows he's not in the right place, because our kitchen is right there, and there he was. So Alan goes around, takes me, goes around the back way goes and gets his, um, you know what, his piece, and puts on his jack boots and, and, a, and a baseball hat and dark glasses and walks up the hill, 83 years old. But he's, you know, he's like not a normal 83 years old. He's, <laughs> I've taken such good care of him. So I'm watching from the porch right from where I am right now, and I've got the camera going just in case I need any visual proof. And I see the guy do this. Alan never pulled it on him. <laughs> I just see the guy, what he was really saying was, I didn't realize, I didn't realize, I didn't realize. So then I see the guy walking over the hill, and Alan looks at me like, I know, I may be 83, but I'm pretty bitchin' cool. <laughs> and um, now, I'm looking at it right now, you can't see it, but we have a golf cart uh, path that goes up to our kitchen. And there's a six-foot wall there. And he's showing off for his wife. He just scared away an intruder with the... <laughs> baseball hat and the wraparound sunglasses. And I see him do this and then I see him jump. And, and what I saw was slow motion in my mind. I'm going, no, no. He jumps and it went very badly. I ran over there and he was like a dead deer lying in the golf cart path. And so I said, oh, uh, I'm gonna go get the golf cart. And he goes, you know how to drive it? I went, no, but I'll learn. By the way, it's not hard. I get the golf cart down to him and he's dead weight he can't lift himself and you know in crisis uh there's a substance we all make called cortisol and like how a mother can lift a car off her, her baby who's just been run over i somehow got his how much do you weigh alan uh, 180. his 180 pounds <laughs> into the golf cart I took him down to the bottom of the hill. I so, said, so I'm calling 911. That's when cops used to come. <laughs> and um, I said, uh, he said, no. I said, what do you mean no? He said, it's Easter Sunday. I'm going to get the F team. F as in <laughs> front. 
And I went, you have to go to the hospital. He goes, no. So I, when he says no, he means no. And um, uh, I wonder if you remember that when you were dating, when you were a kid, Alan, no means no. <laughs> and so uh, now I have to get him. We've got a little cart that goes up the hill on the other side because the golf cart only goes down, it doesn't go up. So now I got to get him over there and drag him into the little cart that goes up the hill. I get him up there at the top. I get him and I, I get him to the guest room. And I lie him down on the bed there. And I thought, what am I going to do? So I thought a bath would feel good. So I filled the bathtub with hot water, got him into the bathtub. And he's lying there. And uh, until the water sort of cooled off, it's now like 530 in the evening and I said, so what do you want to do? You want to like lie in this lukewarm water the rest of the night? And he said, I want to go to my own bed. I went, of course you do. <laughs> so now I got to get him out of the bathtub. I got to get him up the hill. I drape him around my neck. I get him in bed upstairs. So he's wincing all night long. And in the morning I call this doctor, uh, Darrow, a sports, sports doctor that I've interviewed in a couple of my books. In fact, he's in this book, The New Way to Age. And I get a sentence or two into it, he goes, stop. He said, you're in danger. He said, he could clot and have a stroke and die. Oh, no. oh my God. He said, call 911. So now it's not Easter Sunday, so maybe I'll get the C team. So I call 911. You know, when you live in a small town, this is Palm Springs. They were there within five minutes, and I'm not exaggerating. Suddenly in the bedroom were policemen, firemen, and I love you know, I come from cops and firemen. I just, I always feel great around cops and firemen. And they, t they just took over and took care. And that's when I fell apart. And we get in the, uh, they get him down the hill and they get him in the ambulance. And in the ambulance, I'm saying how I had to carry him up. They go, you did? I said, yeah. <laughs> and so he had dislocated his hip and um, he felt rather stupid about it, but he got to show off for me. <laughs> Was it worth it, Al? <laughs> it was Hell absolutely yeah. worth it. Hell yeah. That that <laughs> the, yeah! Anytime we can do those things, and yeah. Dave, yeah, I Dave, love men. I love men. So, Dave, but, I think that you probably told the story before, but I think that you have one more question for Suzanne before the caregiver question. Yeah, uh, you left out a good part though. Uh, what oh. the doctor said about his bones. Remember that? Oh yeah, that. Um, we're not talking about boners, by the way. We're no, talking no, about no. <laughs> bone density that yeah. he had, um, uh, the bone density of a young man. And I, I think it's because of the way we take care of ourselves. I give him calcium every day, but you know, you can't just take calcium. You take calcium. Calcium wants to go into the arteries, you know, calcium deposits. And heart doctors always say, you know, you don't want calcium in your arteries. Uh, but if you take calcium along with vitamin K, vitamin K uh, works like a traffic cop. So they always say vitamin K is good for your heart. What it's really good for is it tells the calcium that's trying to go into the uh, soft tissues, the arteries, no, 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 you got to go in the bones. And the vitamin K redirects the calcium into the bones. And I've been giving them that for years. And so he had these uh, strong bones and um, he healed really quickly. Is wow. that the story you want me to tell? That is the one. Thank you. Okay. Because yeah. I, I broke a couple of bones and I want that as well. So yeah. we'll, we'll yeah, talk Well, remember about that. when you take calcium, take vitamin K. And then also another really important 
um, supplement to take, especially with this pandemic. They say one of the most important things you can take is vitamin D3 and zinc. And mm -hmm. um, I always have given him zinc, but vitamin D3, I, for me, I have uh, quadrupled mine and doubled his. But if you want vitamin D3 to really work, you also need to take K and magnesium for mm -hmm. kind of the same reason. So yeah. these are little things that are in this book, but this book is filled with stuff like that. I find it fascinating that All right. so uh, if we don't have to take pharmaceutical drugs, which I'm not against, Right. When you need them, you need them. They're a godsend. And I actually fractured my hip earlier this year. Whoa. So when you need them, you need them. But if you don't have to take them, if you can take a more natural uh, route, uh, wouldn't you rather? Because yes. uh, pharmaceuticals are a foreign molecule in the body. When it gets a foreign molecule, it goes, yeah. what's this? Right. So I love so, what I do. All right, so as, as you know, I'm a caregiver. I, I gave you my two books uh, when yeah, we were at Harvard. Yeah. I've been yes. caring for my wife uh, 23 years now. We went through a grief process when she lost her speech and became paralyzed. Uh, we almost yeah. split up. It was hell on earth. But we hung in there and she uh, came around. She reinvented herself. Now I travel all over the country speaking on television, stages, etc. Meet wonderful people like you. And my question uh, in my book and on my website, caregiverdave.com, we talk about if you're not a caregiver, you know, don't just tune me out. You're either going to become one or you're going to need yeah. one. Those are your yeah. options. Now's the time to learn how to do it. Uh, how has caregiving, this may seem like a dumb question, how has caregiving affected your life? Well, I know that Alan was very grateful. I, I would have done anything for him, anything. But uh, I can only speak from my own perspective right now. Um, having had this fractured hip, I, you know, somebody says you fractured your hip, you go, oh, okay. Right, that's the end. It doesn't sound very bad. It's, no. It would be better to break your hip and have a hip replacement. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't allowed to move for four months. And during that time, Alan had to do everything. And wow. I mean, everything. I couldn't get in or out of bed. And so just, wow. you know, visualize that. Oh and you know what that did? That, I love Alan Hamill. I loved him <laughs> the day I met him. 50 years ago, I, 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 I think if there's something to past lives, we were together before, because the day I looked at it, it was like going in the uh, comic books that we used to use, used to read. But his tenderness and his caring oh. and his loving way with me has brought us to a new other level. And what I realized, the gift of aging is that if you're lucky enough to love and be loved, love grows. Yeah. And I, I sometimes, I burst with joy when he walks in the room because he's so good to me. And whenever I say thank you for the way you've taken care of me, he always says it's my honor. And I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Yeah, absolutely. My honor and my privilege. And you're right. If you haven't been a caretaker, you will be. Yeah. And with the way, do you want to go in a nursing home? No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. no not, nine not out of ten of them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my cat book. in. Yeah. Now, no. buy your latest book. So uh, where can we get it, Suzanne, and stuff? Where can, where can we you can get it at SuzanneSummers.com. And while you're there, you might want to get some of that organic skincare. Or you can go to Amazon or bookstores. Mm. But I go to the website, 
Um, and I, I would, I, I would just look through the stuff. There are a thousand products. There's going to be something there. You go, oh, that's interesting. And we have, you don't like it, send it back. We even take it if you've used the whole jar. We don't care. Um, what I was saying about tequila, because of the mold, that's why I brought up the mold and the house burning, not so you go, oh, you poor thing. Um, I couldn't drink wine anymore. And that's the like socially acceptable oh drink God. for females to drink. <laughs> and I, 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 when I was writing other books, I was noticing that women my age get puffy faces yeah. and kind of puffy upper body and puffy arms and their bodies get puffy. Well, that's from all that sugar and that wine and all that yeast. But now I can't have it because yeast and sugar is a happy meal for mold. And I had a stomach <laughs> for mold. So wow. my kids said, drink tequila. I said, no, 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 I don't drink hard liquor. They said, mm, I like it. So I tried it. I like it. So now every Tuesday night and every Friday night, uh, we have America's biggest virtual cocktail party. Bring your own tequila. Bring your own salty appetizers. And ask questions and Al and I sit there and we get a little high on our tequila and what I have found is people love it because um, I think loneliness is part of this pandemic yeah, and yeah. if you can nobody likes to drink alone that's sort of pathetic <laughs> to drink alone but if you can have a tequila with Suzanne and Alan, that's kind of fun Worth it. and as you get a little high on your first five sips so are we and it gets kind of funny, kind of that Alan becomes kind of a bad boy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's fun. So I'm uh, in. How do we get there? Yeah, to, to, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you go to my Facebook page. Oh, is it tonight? Oh, right. Tonight. Tonight. SuzanneSummers.com. Yeah, or Facebook, uh, Suzanne Summers Facebook. I should know that better. Facebook Live, Suzanne Summers. Ah, okay. Awesome. Something like that. Anyway, that'll be tonight at five o'clock California time, and bring your own tequila. Out. You're going to have fun. I swear to I'll God, you're going to have fun. I'll bring my wife. She and loves ask tequila. Ask questions. Awesome. And and bravo to you for taking such good care of your partner. That's oh, I'd love to have you on my show because I I have a syndicated show for caregivers. They need to hear your story, and you can push your book and your and your stuff. I'll uh, we'll up the publicists, Dave, and we'll see if we make Thank it. Thank you. I'm trying to let's, get you on for this. Suzanne for taking the time. Yes, it it's so a much. date. You heard it, Neil. Okay. I've heard She's it, but witness. you have to go on her. Okay. You have to have the drinks with Suzanne today. Thank so you so much. Facebook, check out Suzanne. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you. I love you more. All right. Have a Haley show, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.